Another great week. My guest this week is going to get me so chubby. I'm so excited to talk to her. Her name is Katie Molinaro. She is an actress, a professional eater, a host, a traveler with taste made. She's also just hot, has cool hair, and she has the inside scoop on all things food and travel. So, welcome to the podcast, Katie. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you for schlepping all the way to Venice. Your Thanks skin, for having me, Chelsea. Your skin looks good. Oh, really? It looks really good. Wow. The freckles you've got going on, are they drawn on or are those yours? Oh, they are not real at all. I definitely draw them on. Really? Yeah. They look good. Really? The only reason I asked if they're drawn on is because my, because Brie, you know Brie. Yeah. She draw, she like did a drawn on freckle look yesterday and I was like, this is your look every day. It looks yeah. so good. Thank you. No, I have to do it every day now. I'm like, ugh. Got to put the freckles on. They look great. Thanks. I have natch freckles, but they don't look as good as the drawn on ones. I think I would, yours look good. I would like to draw mine on like yours. Draw them on. Draw some extra ones on. You look great. Thanks. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Before we get into the, the main episode, I always start with a very humbling grounding question. And that's about your diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Are you comfortable sharing? Oh, yeah. Great. Absolutely. Because as a foodie, I imagine you've you've experimented here and there with some new foods and maybe the belly has not always been kind to you after. Oh, yeah. I have IBS. So incredible. Um, like I should not be eating half the things that I eat. This and then is I do. perfect. Yeah. I really love to hear about poop. I just do think that like if you can start talking about shit with someone, what can't you talk about? Right. Yeah. So let's crack this wide open and start with my favorite question. And I think probably the audience's least favorite question, and I refuse to stop asking it, which is, what is your worst diarrhea story while traveling? I uh, was headed to the mountains, like Idlewild. Um, you know that place. I went to high school there. Did you really? Yeah, I went to boarding school there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of shitting stories in Idlewild. So wow. I already relate to you heavy. So I was driving and ended up through, you go, you go through Bakersfield and I had to go. Like when, when, with IBS, like when you got to go, you got to go and there's no stopping it. So I saw the nearest McDonald's. I was like, I'm just going to go in here. And I remember going in and the people at McDonald's were like, you have to be a paying customer, which I'm like, why are you guys such sticklers for this corporation when I'm going to shit myself? So... I purchased a Diet Coke and I made them make it while I'm almost shitting myself. I like watched them make it. And then just to be a bitch, I, I just left it there on the counter. And then I went and I pooed and I came back and I didn't even get it. And I was like, I hope you enjoyed wasting your time. And I left. Oh my God. What a flex. I was, I was like, I, I just pooed in there, bought a Diet Coke, didn't even take it. 
Why not, though? Why wouldn't you want a cold, crisp Diet Coke after you go through such a hot, sweaty experience? Honestly, I should have taken it. Yeah, truly. But I felt better wasting their time. Good. Because honestly, why are you going to gatekeep a bathroom? Yeah. Especially a McDonald's one. Yeah. They don't give a shit about you. No. Why are they going to gatekeep? Yeah. You should be like, take a shit on the floor for all I care. I don't yeah. you know. If I worked at a McDonald's, I'd be like, you can shit right in in the middle of this floor. Yeah. And I wouldn't even care. I mean, I've also shit myself like while going, like just being in LA traffic. Like in the car? Yeah. I actually like did it the other day. Not the other day. I say the other day like it's yesterday, but it was like a couple months ago. That's recent. Yeah. What happened there? I just couldn't make it. Just Would you have like things in the car? Because if, <laughs> if you have IBS, this is actually probably, if you're on a road trip. Yeah. Do you have any like suggestions for if you're in the car and you have IBS or just a, a gentle belly? And no. like <laughs> what to have? Okay, so <laughs> if we're going to, like, stack the car, what do we need? Wipes? A change of pants, perhaps? Yeah. Some Depends? Maybe. I think maybe after this, go ahead to Target. Grab yourself, you know, a nice Diet Coke and some, some depends. depends. Yeah. I think it's not bad to have in the car. Right. Like, you're never upset that you're like, oh, now I have this, like, padding for in case of a little oopsies. Yeah. Don't they also make poise? Have you seen those? No. What is that? It's like a less embarrassing version of Depends. Oh, like it's like those period panties, but for like poopy? <laughs> yeah. Poise? They're like pads. Oh. I've only seen them. Mm. I thought they were for periods, but they're for if you accidentally pee. Well, I guess like if anything's coming out, it can catch it. So yeah. It's like a DIY experience. Yeah. Great. Well, I didn't realize this was going to be so informational, but that was a great story because it led us to some practical tips. Yeah. Um, second opening quest. You ready for it? Yeah. Okay. What's the most epic fight you've ever had while traveling? Could be with anyone. Partner, friend, family. Uh, you know, I really am a chill traveler. Like, I don't really let things get to me. My biggest thing is... Don't fight on vacation. That's like my number one rule. Mm-hmm. If you have something to say, wait till after. Okay. Just chill. Yeah. But I I will say the most annoying thing is being on vacation with someone who doesn't care about food. Who's that like, bothers me. It's like, we can just go to McDonald's every day. I don't care. Yeah, we can just go anywhere. No, we can't. We have to go to places that you can't go anywhere else. That's so true. And I've I've had, I've been in situations where I've like, gone to places that are very you know seafood heavy and then you're with someone who doesn't eat seafood and you're like well who am I going to share food with that kind of stuff annoys me Mm. people don't care about food really annoy me before you travel do you ask the people you're going with like what are your food limitations because I might not want to go to this place with you I do that now yeah that's smart I do that now like I will not go anywhere with people who have dietary restrictions (laughs) Like, it's, it's, am I a bad person? Maybe. I mean, no, I think if you're going to spend the money and do all the, all that it takes to go on a trip nowadays, have like the experience you want. Yeah, and I want to share food like, with people. You know, if you're going to the land of cheese and milk and someone's like, I'm lactose intolerant, boring. It's going to be an issue, yeah. I'm like that person, though, for, like, I don't love seafood. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to go... I'm sorry. You wouldn't just, be able to go to Greece with me. I know. I just went to... Well, here's the thing about going to Greece, though. I got COVID, like, the first day. <gasps> no way. And I, ended up, I was... And, like, really great. bad? 
so bad. And I went, you know, the first day I got there, I was, I was going with Brie. It was like our big bestie trip. And I was so excited. We talked about it for months. We had all these outfits planned. And, like, you know, we love a look. Yeah. So we, like, all this stuff. And she is obsessed with Greek salad. It's like we got her a Greek salad birthday cake one year. It was, like, an entire fondant birthday cake that looked like a bowl of Greek salad. That's amazing. Like, that's her favorite thing in the world. It made her cry. She loves it so much. So, like, I wanted to be there with my bestie to, like, experience her first Greek salad in Greece. And she loves seafood. She's such a seafood whore and, like, just will, you know, do anything for an oyster. And I was so excited. First day I, I was there, I had COVID and didn't see her for most of the trip because I was just quarantined. Oh, no. It was awful. And but it was just you and her and she just, like, went off on her own? She was just like, well, I'm going to go eat. And yeah. she just, like, went around eating all the fish. She saw a sea turtle, like, like you know, she was yeah. happy. She went snorkeling by herself. Saw sea t- she had a good time, but it was really sad. Oh, no. So... Don't have dietary restrictions and don't get COVID, you fucking losers. Yeah. Ugh, I was such, I was like such a loser about it too. I was crying. It was awful. No. Anyway. It was sad. I'm sorry. I managed to make this question about me. It's honestly a gift. That's okay. great. Um, good job. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good annoying tip though. I, or like a good annoyance thing. I, I hear you. And, and you're a food person. It's like the number one thing. Yeah. And yeah. I get a lot of like, I, I'll be transparent about it. Like I get a lot of comp trips yeah. and like they're going to give you everything on the menu. Yeah. And sometimes you just can't have dietary restrictions. It's like, this is what you get. Yeah. This is the meal. Yeah. So eat it. Make it work. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it and be grateful. When you're going on a trip, like do you use the same kind of like, are you Googling the same places, like, where to eat as the rest of us schmucks? Or do you have, like, insider scoop on where the good food places is? Like, do you consult with your, like, network of friends? Or, like, how are you finding out about the food spots in new cities, new countries, like, whatever, while you're traveling? I'm very lucky to have a partner right now that I feel like knows a lot more spots than I do because he worked in a lot of restaurants and knows a lot of food and beverage people. And so I'll get a lot of stuff from him like he'll give me recommendations but also I will like go on on Instagram mostly Instagram and TikTok and like search the hashtags of where people like let's just say we'll use Greece again let's just say I'm going to Greece I'll I'll look up the hashtags for different areas in Greece and like where people are going to and then I'll look at the Yelp reviews I'll look at the photos Mm. Because the photos don't lie. Photos do not lie. Yeah. But sometimes things look good and they taste like shit. Oh, all the time. Um, When you're traveling, do you trust the places that have the photos? Like, you know, those menus with all the photos? Are you trusting those places or no? Not really. Right? I feel like those are just like tourist traps. They're yeah. Not, they're overpriced and they're not good. You got to go to the places where they're like, we don't have a printer. We're just like old and been making the same thing for 400 years and like we're in the back alley somewhere yeah but are you using like TripAdvisor? are you using like do you trust these places are these sites or are you like nah sometimes i don't like i'll trust i'll trust new york times reviews sometimes or la times reviews but sometimes like i don't know i i feel like it's so insidery that like people will just talk about like they'll be like oh this is a great restaurant because they're my friend oh it's very inside yeah. baseball or they got a comped trip and so they, yeah. Uh, yeah 
Um, what was like the biggest letdown? Like when you were like so excited to go try this, this restaurant or food or whatever. And you were like, oh my God, I can't wait to try it. Can't wait to try it. Was there anything that was like a huge letdown for you? Oh man, there's so many. Um, I would have to say, I mean, everyone told me how great catch was. Like, do you know that place in L.A.? Yeah, with the flaming... Like, everyone was like, oh, Catch is so great. It's not that good. It's so bad. I mean, I I made a TikTok about how bad it was. I felt that way about um, Kismet. Really? I love Kismet. Pissed me off. The crunchy rice pissed me off. The fucking... $400 $400 avocado salad that was just it was just an avocado spliced up oh I was like, no you want me to pay how much for avocado with some salt on it yeah it pissed that place pissed me off I was like actually angry about it oh no so Kismet's not gonna sponsor this pod I don't care I'm not yeah no you. way I don't know I do not like Kismet that's one of those places that's like hyped in LA where I'm like what yeah usually when people hype up places it's not you can't trust it that great like, people really hyped up Pija Palace, and it's really hard to get into. And I le- I think it's really good, but it's not the it's not going to be the best pizza in L.A. You're not going to have the best wings you've ever had. It's mm. like an Indian-themed sports bar. Which so is like, just, like, fun. Yeah. It's a cool experience. It's a cool experience. Uh, the food is great, but it's not like I – w- I wouldn't – I didn't wait for it. Like, I just walked in and sat at the bar. Yeah. I feel like if I waited for an hour for it, I would have been upset. Okay, that's fair. Like, Maze was a place that was really hyped up that I thought was – they closed during the pandemic, which is truly heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to Maze? Maze? M-H-Z-H. That's what it looked like. Oh. I never Lake. went, but oh I saw Oh, my God. It. It's so, it was so good. Great Israeli spot. Closed during the pandemic. Very sad. But that was, like, a hyped-up place that I thought deserved the hype. Yeah. Um. There's a few places like that, but like a lot of the places that are just like, this is the, this is where to go. It's like, yeah, it's good. But sometimes I think that all the hype, like you're really expecting to be like blown out of the water. Yeah. Whereas if no one ever said anything, you'd leave being like a lot happy. You'd be like, this was a good meal. I'm happy about it. But all the commotion is like, what is this? Yeah. People hype up a lot of restaurants here in LA. Like, I still haven't been to uh, Bestia or Bavel because I feel like I'm going to be very disappointed. Everyone's like, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And Fair enough. It's kind of like a show. When it every, is a show. When everyone's talking about a show and you're like, oh, my God, I just don't even want to. The fan base is so annoying that I don't even want to watch the show because I don't want to be part of it. Like, that's yeah. kind of how I feel sometimes with, like, a, sh- a restaurant that gets a lot of press. I'm like... It's like Game of Thrones. I never got into Game of Thrones. Yeah, because everyone told me it was so good. I couldn't get into it either. And I was annoyed by their fan base. So yeah. I was like, I don't want to be part of this culture. And that's kind of happens with the restaurant sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, you're all so annoying about this restaurant. Were there any foo- foods or restaurants that you thought you wouldn't want or wouldn't like, but you actually ended up really liking? So back to Kismet. Okay. Kismet Rotisserie. I was like, F this place. Why are they charging so much for rotisserie chicken? This is so stupid. And it was really good. And it's very addictive. Is Kismet Rotisserie like they're like cheap? You know how like Galena has Gusta or opposite or whatever? It's like their cheaper one? Yeah, they have like, it's it's just rotisserie chicken and like really well executed sides. That's great. It's like, remember Kukuru? 
Are you no, from LA? Or are you I'm from? not. I'm from DC. Oh, you are. Yeah. Maryland or Virginia are actually DC. Virginia, but I went to school in DC. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess we never really, you know, we never really talked about your background. How no. We, got, we just dove right in. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. You're from Virginia. What part of Virginia are you from? Oakton, Virginia. Cool. My boyfriend's from Maryland, so oh, cool. I spent a lot of time in DC. Nice. Um, DC has incredible food. Incredible. I would say DC is like a food city that people are not talking enough about. Because, I agree. Because it's everything. Like every culture's there. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so international that you're getting like really amazing restaurants from all over the world, tastes and flavors and all this stuff that you just wouldn't necessarily even know about. Uh, yeah, I agree. Amazing restaurants. Yeah, in, same in, in Maryland and Northern Virginia. What are your favorite restaurants in DC? Um, I would have to say, I mean, I'm I'm thinking like highbrow, lowbrow. All right, so in at Little Washington, it's like right outside DC, but it's three Michelin star. You know, you get like the ten course tasting menu. Mm. It's it's a to do, unbelievable. Yeah, it's a whole to do. Okay. Yeah, it's like three hundred fifty dollars a person. You do the whole thing. It's yeah. the wine pairings are even more than that. It's. For $350, you better eat me out after. Like, yeah. I want to, like, leave so satisfied in every way. Oh, yeah, you will I be. want a happy ending. Yeah. Okay. Go oh, ahead. you'll get it. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you'll get it. Great. That's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> in it, Little Washington will give you a happy ending at the end. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, in, I haven't been back to D.C. in a while, but... I know I was hating on French food, but Le Diplomat is really good and well-executed French food in D.C. That restaurant was fantastic. But I also had, like, all the weird stuff, you know, like um, like goose liver and, like. Yeah, the intestines. Yeah, I had, like, the weird stuff. It was good. How'd your IBS handle that? Oh, not well. Nice. Yeah. Um, I just love fucking up a sewage system after you have a bomb-ass meal. Yeah. It's great. But I think the best places in D.C. are, like, the hole-in-the-wall ethnic places. Like So good. Um, Like, really great Ethiopian food. There and this one place. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I need to know. It was so good. And it actually, I have an idea for a restaurant. I'm going to ask you about that. But okay. I think if you're a foodie, you got to be going to D.C. Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about, like, New Orleans. Fine. Everyone talks about, like, Chicago. Yeah. Everyone talks about New York City. Yeah. But D.C., I think, is, like, the most So good. Food. Ben's Chili Bowl. I mean. Oh, we got it. Compass Rose. Oh. Have you ever been there? No. Okay. So, Compass Rose in D.C. is a great place. It's, like, they their, their menu changes all the time because it's, like, um, inspired by, it's like a, uni- it's the United Nations, the restaurant, essentially. Each thing is like from a different part of the world. Oh, wow. And I have this idea for a restaurant. I'm going to pitch it to you right now. And I want you to tell me if you think it's a good idea. Okay. And if it is, let's make it together. Okay. It's called Comfort. And it's essentially like, you know how Brazilian steakhouses come around with like all the meat, like you flip it green or red and it's like, you're ready for food or you're not ready for, you don't want any more food, whatever. They come around, they like, just like shave off a little bit of stuff and you just eat a lot of little things. And uh, so, and you pay like a cover charge basically. So my idea is called comfort and you go in and it's like blankets, pillows. It's like Everything that we loved about the pandemic was just, just like lounging, being in our pajamas, being comfortable, not having to go anywhere, not having to dress up. So you can like go lay, you pay like a like a pri- like a 
bigger car, like maybe like 40 or $50 to just like be there. And people come around instead of like ordering, they just come around these like it's gourmet comfort foods from all over the world. So whatever is like, you know, the comfort food of India, the comfort food of Pakistan, the comfort food of Japan, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And people come and they just like serve it to you and you have like red if you're, if you're full and want a break or green. And you, the whole thing is just like, it's calming, zen vibes, smells great. You just lounge, you hang out. It's calm. And people just like, you're just comfy and the food is like gourmet, amazing comfort foods. Yeah. And you just like, it's the experience. And you can just literally wear your pajamas if you want. I love that. I was just thinking about different comfort foods from around the world. Right? Like, you could have everything from, like, a fried mac and cheese ball. Katsudon. You could have, yeah, you could have, like, I don't know, doll, what's a what's a Indian comfort, like, samosas. Yeah. Or just, like, you know, little chick parm sliders or I whatever. Love like, you could food. have just, like, everything, you know, all over the world. Anyway, if you like this idea. I like it. Don't steal my idea, you fucking bitches. Or if you like it and you're a restaurateur and you have a, a lot of money, give it to me and we'll make it. Yeah, I don't want to open a restaurant. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it does sound horrible. Um, okay. What still excites you about new places and food out there? Like, what is it that, like, sparkles for you about food? Oh, I just, I, I, I call it, like, I get flavor fatigue. Oh, I like that term. Yes. It's a good term. That's why I want, I was like, I gotta say it. Yeah. I get flavor fatigue, so I, I love, even at, at restaurants, like, I'll always order multiple things because I'll get tired of eating the same thing. Like I can't just sit there and eat a whole pizza. I need to have like a slice of pizza, maybe an arancini, maybe a bite of Caesar salad, maybe a bite of this. Like I, yeah. I need to have like a smorgasbord. Or a lot yes. Of stuff. Yeah. I need to have different flavors or like sometimes I won't even eat a full meal at one restaurant. Like I'll go to, a, a bang bang is uh-huh. what I call it. Oh. Go to two different restaurants back to back. Oh, I like to do appetizer hopping. Yeah. Absolutely. When I go travel, that's one of the things I love to do most is like, I like to do the most famous dish of yeah. each restaurant. Because it's like, if I don't have a lot of time in a place and I want to try a bunch of restaurants, I don't want to have like full meals everywhere because I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that. So I like to do appetizer hopping. So yeah. Like they're all like clustered in the same area. Yeah. They do that in, um, in Spain a lot at different places like um in San Sebastian like you just go to different places and get little appetizers and you appetizer hop so fun yeah so fun so good but uh, yeah that's what excites me I mean have you always loved food like was it always you know, oh yeah so since you were a little kid you're always like an adventurous eater yeah my mom was always cooking so I was just always in the kitchen it's my favorite place to be I Did don't you- love cooking but I like eating it yeah did you like always know you wanted to work with food and work in food or was it just like a hot, you fell into it? What's funny is I always, well, I always wanted to be an actor and I would always watch food network and I'd be like, how do you become one of these food and travel hosts? Like, I really want to be one of these people. Like, how, how do I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like I always thought you had to work in a kitchen or like you had to be a chef to have this kind of authority. But then, you know, I, I started in between auditions, posting on Instagram, places I went to go eat, and then um, posting on TikTok. And then I was like, oh, I could be a food and travel host. I can do this. You just have to love 
love eating yeah and traveling yeah I feel like when you genuinely love something it is so infectious people just like can tell and they just are like oh I want to be on your vibe yeah it looks fun loving something as much as you love it yeah I've always loved food and it's a bummer because in in like high school and college I um I had an eating disorder and so like I was afraid to eat the foods that I loved like I always loved foods but I would restrict myself so much Mm -hmm. and then eventually I was like why am I doing this I love food. YOLO, you know? Totally. It's very interesting. I also have an eating disorder, and I went to rehab when I was 22 for a year. Um, and it's and now I work in travel, food, beverage, whatever. And, like, that, that is just, like, a funny thing about, like, having gone through such restriction and such disordered mentality with food and, like, struggles with eating to then now work with food and, like, have to – deal with it all the time yeah whatever it is interesting to have that perspective because I do think like you appreciate food even more because you've had to really examine your relationship with it yeah so than the average person I would say yeah I like you've had to really deconstruct like why do we eat is it just for nourishment or is it okay that it's for comfort is it okay that it's for like sometimes you're feeding your soul sometimes you're feeding your belly sometimes you're feeding your bones like you know there's different reasons to eat and sometimes it's just like just because it's good and it doesn't have to have a reason of like it's for these people who are like it's just nourishment change your it's like why do you want to make food so boring yeah sometimes you eat because it tastes good and that's the only reason that you're eating it yeah it's not doesn't not because there's protein not because there's vitamin c like you're eating it because it makes you happy and it makes you smile like that's you're feeding something else inside you so I, I love people who struggled with food in the past. And then cause their relationship with food is always so multi-layered and dynamic. Yeah. How, how, how did you get through that? How did you get through that restrictive mindset with food and a disordered relationship with it to then, then falling so in love with it and not, and not being so, I don't know, not having that combative relationship with food. Right. The, uh, the intuitive eating book really helped me. Oh, the, uh, the idea where, you like from a young age you're taught uh by you know media and parents and everything like finish your everything on your plate or you have to eat certain things to be healthy like eat your vegetables but no one's ever taught to just like listen to their body and what their body needs at a certain time like we're all gonna like the book is is all about like Eat mostly whole foods, not processed foods, but also eat whatever you want. Like if you're craving a brownie, like eat a, eat a brownie Mm -hmm. or like eat mostly vegetables and whole foods, but like eat ice cream. Like they don't tell you, like people don't tell you to do that. They're like, oh, I can't eat, I can't eat that cake Mm -hmm. or like I can't eat pizza. That's like, I get comments on my Instagram all the time that are like, how do you eat all that? I'd be like 500 pounds. And I'm like, well, this is disordered thinking. Like, I feel like most people have an eating disorder. I think most Americans have definitely have disordered eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there is, like, a distinction, obviously, between an eating disorder, full-blown one, and, like, disordered eating. Oh, for sure. But I absolutely do think, like, the way we talk about food and our whole culture on food is very disordered. Yeah. It's very – I mean, it, I feel like one of the most profound things that in rehab we – it sounds obvious. Maybe if you don't have eating disorder, if you've never struggled with food, some of these things I might say might sound like, well, yeah, duh. But like for somebody who really struggles with food, one of the most profound things that like I just thought about a lot and was, you know, we talked about a lot in rehab was like 
that babies never need to be told when to eat and when to stop. No. They cry for food when they're hungry and they stop eating when they're full. They don't ask permission. They don't definitely don't ask permission. I mean, no. be around a hungry baby and they're screaming at you to eat. Like they know when they're hungry and they know when they're full and they don't have to be taught that. It's weird that as adults, we're like, we have to teach ourselves like all these rules about eating when we're born with instinctive intuition around food. Exactly. And I think like it's our culture that fucks it all up. But like you, your body knows. And I also think like if you have a very destructive relationship with food, intuitive eating isn't for everybody. Because sometimes we don't, we are so warped. We don't know what our intuition is anymore. We can't rely on it. But in general, like. A baby never needs help knowing when to eat, when to eat, when to stop. And I think it's about like getting back to that point where it's like you can enjoy any food, all foods, if you can listen to your body. Because I feel like if you really are in touch with your food, with your body, you aren't going to want to eat 10 pounds of cake and ice cream every day. No. You're going to want a variety of food all the time, different stuff. Yeah. To like give yourself a little bit of everything, right? I used to eat like sleeves of Oreos. And now I can't even... Like, I'll eat, like, two and be satisfied because I know that eating a sleeve of Oreos will make me feel so bad. And you know you can have it again if you want it. For sure. If I want to eat a sleeve of Oreos, I could. Right. But I know I'm not going to feel Do you still struggle at all with that? Like, is it something that when you're, you know, running around eating all the triangles, do you still – or do you feel very free from those – from that mindset? It took me years to get here, but I definitely feel a lot of – freedom with that like it'll still sometimes be in the back of my mind like oh you went through a whole day and you did not eat a whole vegetable but I do not let myself uh like I don't beat myself up about it that's good like there are days you know if I'm at Disney of course I'm like sure I just had a corn dog and ice cream for breakfast (laughs) great yeah whatever but I'm not like oh man my day's ruined I might as well just starve for the rest of the day <laughs> yeah or, or punish yourself for it yeah yeah like I I hear I've, I've been out to dinner or lunch with people where um and I'm sorry if this is triggering for anyone listening because you know I've, I've been there too where it's like you you eat a big meal and you're like well I'm not eating dinner or I'm not eating tomorrow like you're like why just yeah you got to find that freedom mm-hmm. with eating that's awesome. Yeah. Just don't eat processed stuff, even though I love easy cheese. You can eat that, too. What's easy cheese? The stuff in the can. Oh. It's so good. What is it? It's neon cheese. I, you know what? I love neon cheese. It's a vibe. What do you feel about, how do you feel about food trends? Like, when foods become so trendy, I always find that so fascinating. Like, how foods, like, you know, like, the 90s were so Marked by, like, Caesar salad was, like, such a 90s thing. Oh, yeah. A Diet Coke and a Caesar salad, a 90s iconic situation. Oh, yeah. And then there was, like, avocado toast had a huge thing. It really did. And, like, I don't know, like, the overnight oats thing. Like, there's just so many food trends. What are some food trends that you're into right now? Or what are some food trends you're super over? (laughs) Um, There... It's funny because I do a show on Tastemade about this called Frankie vs. the Internet where it's all about viral food trends. And I feel like there's a new one every single week. Like there was a trend recently of putting balsamic vinegar in um, LaCroix. Do you remember this? To make Coke. Yeah, to and make it's not Coke. healthy Coke. It's not Coke. Does it taste like Coke? No. 
It sounds like it would taste like shit. It does. It just tastes like vinegar. It tastes like kombucha. Ew. I like kombucha, but balsamic vinegar in LaCroix is not it. I did, um, see, I did see that. Yeah. Wild. There was a, a quesadilla trend where people would um, make four quadrants on a quesadilla and then fold it in such a way where it uh, were all four qu- quadrants made a sandwich. You fold. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. I mean, that kind of looked good, to be honest. Yeah. That looked fun. It was. Like, I, I've done it. I've made that. I, I, I definitely did all the trends during the pandemic because I was like, what else am I going to do? The TikTok food trend. I mean, if you guys don't follow her, she's got almost 2 million TikTok followers, guys. Go follow Katie. She's yeah. Gen Z approved. Um, they love you on there. They do. What do you think makes like a fun travel food blogger or vlogger or food host like what do you think it is still trying to figure that out well clearly you figured out something because tiktok's be loving you you oh thanks um i feel like tiktok loves it when i troll which is not great for travel giving people travel information what do you mean like when you see other people's creations and you're like no like that well that they love that but like they like it when i um like i blew up on tiktok from doing like investigative Chuck E. Cheese stuff, eating heads of lettuce. And then eventually I was like, this is not going to make me become a food and travel host. I got to start doing food and travel stuff. And I've noticed on TikTok, the stuff that blows up is when I give people misinformation. So I would say my Instagram is a better um, way to get food and travel information from me than TikTok. Wait, 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 wait. Give me an example of when you gave like straight up misinformation. People were like, yes, this is it. Oh, I mean, what did I say? <laughs> I think I, I made a joke that I ate $5,000 chicken tenders, um, which I obviously didn't. It was a Pappy Van Winkle chicken tender which is a, a whiskey that's like $5,000. It's so, it's like stupid expensive for this whiskey. But it was a complete troll. Like the, the chicken tenders were not $5,000. But the internet will believe anything. Oh, yeah. And you're just eating this. It looks like a normal chicken tender. And you're like, this is $5,000. Yeah, I'm like, would you eat a $5,000 chicken tender? I did. And then everyone's like, ew, you're the worst. And I'm like, I'm gonna but it's getting you. like all the clicks, you know? Ugh. I don't know. I feel like I troll me. a lot on TikTok when I, I should really just like give people better information. So I apologize if you uh, follow me for information on TikTok. Definitely follow me on <laughs> on uh, Instagram for, for uh, the better information on food and travel. Who do you think right now is like giving really great food? To, like who are some of your favorite food influencers right now I really love uh her name's Arissa me so hungry she always gives uh really great food recommendation and travel recommendations because she's really good at showing the food I because I started as a comedian I always want to do the funniest thing rather than do the most informational thing that's fair though yeah. yeah I feel like people come to me for like Fun, funny, entertaining fr- stuff. Yeah, entertainment. Yes, yeah. rather than the information. Like I'm trying to find the balance between the two. That's fair. So you like me so? Say it again. Me so hungry. Me so hungry. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. She's Asian, so it's okay. Don't worry. Okay. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus 
Christ. <laughs> You're like, I'm cutting that. No, no, no. <laughs> Trust me. I say the worst. I One day I hope, like, I hope that, like, I never get canceled for something I say on this because I say a lot of wacky shit on this podcast and I'm like, whatever. So I, take uh, me down. I, I say care. a lot of wacky stuff too. Who, but, else, um, who else are you loving right now? I, I love, um, Elliot Norris has been posting a lot of fun stuff. He's on TikTok as well. Um, gay icon posts a lot of travel content. Um, Let's see, Hungry Empire. He's now doing. Um, he he caters a lot of weddings and like is I think Mindy Kaling's personal chef right now. So he posts a lot of great recipes. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, if you were gonna host a party, like a big dinner party, what are three of the dishes that you would make sure were on the menu? Oh man, if I was hosting, mm-hmm. like if I had to cook it though. No, just what would you make sure is on the menu? What do you think is like an like must have of dinner party foods? Oh, I think I mean there definitely has to be a tray pass. Okay, shrimp cocktail. Okay, shrimp cocktail's like the perfect food. It's got to be at every party. Okay, great appetizer. Great shrimp cocktail. I think uh, for an entree, like people give filet mignon a lot of shit, but I think filet is great. Why do they give, what do you mean? I thought it was like the bougie cut. It's not. People, people, it's like, people are like, filet the like the least flavorful cut. I don't think so. I think it's delicious. I think it's great. It's I, so it's tender. My, it's my favorite cut. Yeah. But I'm also trash and I put ketchup on my steak. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Chelsea, I gotta go. I love ketchup so much. Ketchup is great, but not on steak. Get out of here. Okay, but you know what? A1 steak sauce is just basically ketchup. It's ketchup. Yeah, you're right. You know what's so annoying? I get this shit. People are always like, ew, you put ketchup on steak. I'm like, you put A1 sauce. That's basically ketchup with some more smoky. Yeah. Like, you put ketchup or barbecue sauce. I'm like, it's ketchup. Fuck off. It is ketchup. You're right. It's feminine. It's feminine A1 sauce. Yeah. Suck my dick. Yeah, I feel like if you're having a dinner party, like, make it classic. Like, get some asparagus with Bernays sauce on the side. Like, go crazy. Love that. Yeah. Um, what do you think is iconic wedding food? Oh. I, I like, traditional wedding food? Or, like, because I think most wedding food sucks. So, what do you think we need to be, like, serving at weddings? Food trucks. Yeah, we need to be ta- making it a little bit more, like, fun food. Yeah. Like, it's at a, my it's wedding? A party. Um, yeah. At my wedding, I'm going to have – it's going to be at a bar, and I'm going to have a bunch of food trucks. It's going to have my favorite food trucks. Like what? What are your favorite food trucks? Um, I love Broad Street Oyster. Uh, they they do, like, pop-ups, so I'm pretty sure they could do a truck. Teddy's Red Tacos would be fantastic. Like, birria tacos you dip in the consomme. So good. Heavy-handed burgers. I think burgers, tacos, and lobster rolls would be, like – the trifecta. I feel the same way at my wedding. I want like bougie comfort, like, not bougie, but like like gourmet comfort foods. Like what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Like, I want like comfort foods that people are like, oh my god, I'm partying, I'm sweaty, I'm drinking. I want like things that are just delicious. Yeah. I don't want a whole like sit down froofy ass. It's just not the vibe. Yeah, I think a pre cocktail, like a cocktail hour with caviar and like a raw bar would be fantastic. Like, have have that at the beginning, mm-hmm. like, before the ceremony. It really pisses me off that people don't, like, some 
weddings they don't have food before the ceremony i'm like no feed people immediately when you get there mm. like have food with the cocktails so or at least have sit, like a tray pass so they can sit through the ceremony and not be thinking oh my god i wish they would stop talking about how much they love each other i'm starving yeah yeah you I don't totally- want people to be mad at your wedding you want them to be full and happy where are you headed to next um like internationally or domestically that you're most excited to eat um, I'm actually going to the Bahamas on Thursday. What are you going for? A Disney cruise. <gasps> That's fun. Yeah. So what's the food going to be like? Um, I know that I, I did a Disney cruise earlier this year and it was a lot of, uh, stone crab claws on the buffet, which I was very happy with. I know you're not a seafood person, but very exciting to me. I'm excited for you. Yeah. You know, like prime rib, all that kind of, all that kind of cruisy stuff. Yeah. Buffet bullshit. That I'm really excited about. But, like, in the Bahamas, I'm really excited to eat, like, jerk chicken and just spicy island food. Amazing. Love spicy island food. How often are you traveling? A lot now. For food stuff. Yeah. Like, how, like you know, where, where are you – how often are you going places? Every week now. Really? Yeah. Like, I'll be home for a couple of days and then I'll go again. And this is all to review food? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. So fun. From it's your, great. Is it for like the TikTok? Like they're just, people are like, come and do social media. For yeah. Them? Oh my God. You're so cool. <laughs> That's so fun. But then I like, I, I'll plan trips on my own too. But like, I don't know. I kind of miss being at home. That was when I started doing the travel writing stuff. It's, it was a lot. It was a lot of, a lot of eating, a lot of drinking, a lot of on the road. And it's like hard. I mean, look, champagne problems. I, <laughs> It's so fun. It's so amazing. But it is like, you know, it's not the healthiest lifestyle in terms of like you have no routine. It's hard to stay consistent with sleeping and with like working out and with like just general like when you're healthy and like really like taking care of yourself, your lifestyle is kind of boring. Like, yeah, Jared, Jared Freed was on the podcast and he was like talking about how it's like, you know, when you're wanting to be like really in a healthy like routine in terms of sleep and hydration and just like all of the stuff, your lifestyle tends to be kind of boring and travel and eating all this stuff. It's like, it's really fun, but it's yeah. like, it's hard to maintain just overall health. What are some of the things that you do to maintain your health in every way? I don't mean just like, I'm not talking about staying thin or whatever, that whole thing. I just mean like, how do you stay healthy with all of this, like eating and drinking and traveling and partying and just adventure? How are you maintaining your health? I uh, recently have been way more cognizant about vegetables, just like eating more vegetables, Mm -hmm. not immediately being like, I need a short rib slider right now. Or like, like I'll, I'll immediately look on the menu for the plant-based stuff and like get that and then also get like, you know, pig's feet. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like you got to balance it out. Pig's feet wrapped in a vegetable. Yeah. Love that. Why not? Why not? Um, eating a lot of vegetables. Also, I recently, uh, as of actually today decided I'm going to take a break from drinking for a while. Cause I don't know, it's expensive. And I also, I think my tolerance is too high. So you have to drink so much in order to like even feel. Yeah. And I don't even like it. Like I prefer smoking weed. Yeah. And then I also can't, uh, I don't have very good moderation with that either. So it's like, what am I going to do? Be high all the time or like be drunk all the time? Like I can't find, like, I just need to, to not do anything for a while, I think. 
Yeah. And Maybe alcohol, except psychedelics. Oh, never give that up. Yeah, never. Um, and al- <laughs> alcohol is not an essential food group, so you're not really cutting out anything that's necessary. I agree. I yeah. mean, it's it's literal poison. It is literal. I mean, it's fun and like, hey, no shame in the game. If you like your cocktails, and I know like foodies love their cocktails, yeah, love their wine pairings, yeah, awesome. But you know, There's so many great non-alcoholic cocktails out there. Like I recently did the dinner at Twenty One Royal, the at Disneyland, and I had the wine pairing. I was one of three people that had the wine pairing, and everyone else had, like, a non-alcoholic cocktail pairing. And I tried some of their non-alcoholic cocktails, and they, were, they tasted better than the wine. What were, what were some of your favorite non-alcoholic cocktails? One of them was, like, ginger hibiscus oh. spritz sort of thing. Deli- like, like, so I, refreshing. Yeah. One of them just tasted like a whiskey sour but had no alcohol in it. That sounds great. Yeah. You can have the experience of having the cocktail without having to, like, you know – drink liver rot yeah um love that any other trips that you're excited about coming up um i'm going to the madonna inn in a couple weeks fun i love that place fun i mean slow is very trumpy don't like that but are you going with the guy yeah that's fine for my birthday happy birthday thanks cute (laughs) um what are your favorite like date night spots in la with your guy Let's see. Um, go to so many different places. We love sitting at the bar. I think I think a hot tip, and I don't want people. Uh, I want to give people this hot tip, but I also don't want bars to be crowded. But I think sitting at the bar and ordering food at any bar is very sexy. Like sitting next to your partner, very close. I agree. And is, good people watching. Yeah. And I like to like talk to the bartender and find out the hot goss. Yeah. Yeah. They always have the best gossip. They really do. Here's a tip. If you're single, going to sit at the bar, not because you want to be like alone at the bar and have a predator come and find you. More so, go talk to the bartenders and be like, yo, you know any who's, who's a guy that comes here a lot? Yeah. Or a girl that comes here a lot? Who's single? Who's single around here? Keep me in mind. Yeah. I think I saw this tip from the Millionaire Matchmaker on TikTok. Remember her? Did you ever watch the Millionaire Matchmaker? No. I think I got that from her where she was like, hey, if you're looking for a husband or a wife, go to a bar or a restaurant and go sit at the bar and go to a place where like, you know, single guys might go. Yeah. Like steakhouses or whatever, the bar at a steakhouse. Yeah. And sit there and talk to the bartender and be like, yo, any hotties come in who are single and looking and have the bartender play matchmaker. I can't take credit for that. That is from the Millionaire Matchmaker. Wow. Congrats, Millionaire Matchmaker. You really, that's why they call you the Millionaire Matchmaker. You got those millionaire ideas. Yeah. Well, my guy cooks a lot, so we eat at home a lot. He's a really good cook. I like your boyfriend because he's got great hair. And he has amazing that's hair. That's it. That's the only reason I like him. I know. Um, he really does. He has amazing curls and they're just luscious and beautiful. <laughs> Okay, ready for some rapid fire? Yeah. Let's do some rapid fire questions. Favorite fast food? Jack in the Box. What a Jack in the Box? The tacos. Okay. Favorite airplane food to bring on? Um, Peanut M&M's. Costco pizza or Domino's pizza? Costco pizza. Underrated country for cuisine? Country. Country. You're going to piss off an entire culture, but it's rapid fire. Oh, I know. I, It's it's tough because every – every, I haven't been to that many – oh, underrated country? Underrated cuisine. 
I feel like uh, the underrated. I don't know, cause I've been. They're all. They're all. They all live up to the hype. All the cuisines that I've had in different countries. They're all rated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're all rated. I don't know. Every country I've been to has lived up to the hype. Okay. Um, what is the food that always gives you IBS or always gives you tummy issues, but you can't stop eating? <laughs> um, ice cream. Yeah. Um, sexiest food to eat with your partner to get the juices flowing. Oh, oysters. Duh. Okay. Honestly, this was great. You're wonderful. <laughs> You're wonderful. Where can people find you if they want to find out more about where to eat, what to do, and also get a lot of misinformation? Uh, eat at Katie on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat and all the... All the places. And if you're a casting director, hire her and put her in all your shows. Make her a billionaire so that she can go sit on yachts and eat oysters all day and trim cocktail. Yeah. I'm with Gersh. Call them. Yeah. Just freaking call them. Call them. And while you're at it, tell Gersh to sign me. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was so nice to have you. And I look forward to just constantly texting you and being like, where the fuck should I go eat? Okay. Okay. Let's eat. Ooh.